You're listening to Authentically Me, a podcast dedicated to activating the magic that is within us all through the power of authenticity, sharing, and transmuting with love. Here, you will find real-life experiences shared through the lens of everything is always serving. We are led through this journey by your host, Serena Rose. Serena is a ceremonialist who believes our life is just one big ceremony for our soul. Connect to your soul and enjoy the ceremony. Hello, Authentically Me Beauties. Welcome to Authentically Me Radio with your host, Serena Rose. That's me, myself, and I. I am a spiritual sex coach, ceremonialist, here to share with you all the things spiritual and all the things sex and all the spiritual and sexy people that come along with the gig. And so I today have brought to you beautiful student um, from sex coach prep school that I met and her name is Rachel. And Rachel, I'm actually not 100% sure on how to pronounce your last name I'm realizing in this moment. (laughs) Um, Would you do myself and uh, my listeners the honor of giving them your full name and just saying hi and who you are? Yeah, sometimes I don't know how to say my last name. Because it's my married last name. It's Bodet. So Rachel Bodet, that is me. <laughs> and I have just recently transitioned into becoming a embodiment coach. Beforehand, I was a spiritual empowerment women's coach. And from my own journey of sexual healing and getting more in tune with my body, I realized it was sort of this missing puzzle piece to my spiritual journey. And um, it literally changed my life. And I quickly realized, wow, so many women need this in their lives for everything, because it helps everything, as I'm sure you know. Um, When we just take responsibility and allow sex to be maybe not necessarily sex but pleasure be the forefront and the the priority in our lives it um, really changes everything and so that has kind of catapulted me into a new direction but still kind of using the same things that I was before and just kind of marrying the two, but I'm also quickly realizing, um, I just really get way more excited talking about sex and pleasure and embodiment and womb wisdom and really anything feminine energy. Um, So yeah, we'll see what, where the universe takes me from this point. (laughs) Mm, That's beautiful. I really resonate with your journey because Um, I'm not sure how much you know about me. I know that we actually don't know very much about each other because we've just crossed paths in the sex coach prep school. Um, But I had a 
a lot of trauma as a child and my mom suffers from a lot of mental illnesses. And so when I was a preteen teenager, I was just like, okay, I'm going to study psychology and self-development and make sure that I don't end up like my mom. And um, I'm so far along in my journey with spirituality and self-development. And I just over the past probably two years realized that the missing piece for me was the sex piece and the pleasure piece and learning how to receive and accept pleasure because it's not something as a kid that I really learned how to do. So I'm not sure exactly what your journey is or was, or if you relate to that, but um, yeah, it is an essential thing and it's amazing how many people are missing it. I'm like, let's Mm. talk about sex Mm. and it's connected to so much stuff in relationships. You know, my clients will be complaining about the dishes and I'm just like oh honey it's not about the dishes (laughs) like that's really cute but it's not about the dishes at all (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep it's not about the dishes it's not about the laundry being left on the floor it's not about you know all the little petty shit that we let build up it's it has nothing to do with any of that Mm. I I relate I resonate and relate to so much of that yes I Mm. am I also, um, you know, had sexual trauma from childhood, from my teens, um, you know, as a lot of women experience where we, how can I explain this in a nutshell, we are basically told how to not get pregnant and how to avoid, you know, the scary STDs. And that's really all I was ever taught about my body. However, I quickly learned once I started maturing and growing boobs and hips and a nice little ass, how I could use it as a tool to get what I wanted in life and the certain kind of attention that I wanted. And I used that for a very long time. And then just, but all at the same time, the sex that I was having, you know, in my early twenties, where I felt really free and didn't really care what anybody thought, basically what I did behind closed doors that nobody really knew about me, Mm -hmm. um, was hot. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. It was so hot. I had BDSM partners that just cracked me open and showed me a whole new world. And it, in this sexual healing that I've done, and also the past two years, I realized so much why I craved so much of that back then. And I am now trying to, or in the process of incorporating more of those bits and pieces in my current life and being okay with it because I am a mom and society kind of paints this picture that once you become a mom, you only wear certain things. You only talk about certain things and sex is not a priority anymore. It's all about your kids and your husband and um, all of that goes on the back burner as so many other things as a mom. And in the past few years, I've realized that's all 
fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we're allowed uh, to curse on your, your podcast. You, you are, you definitely okay. are. And, um, wow, that's a whole new world of societal conditioning that I personally have not yet experienced, you know, mm. the mom portion of it. I have a lot of friends that are moms, but, um, yeah, that's really interesting. And mm. yeah, I, I am new to the BDSM kink world. And a part of me mm. is like jealous or excited <laughs> for you. I'm like, damn, you had really good sex in your twenties, like that kind of sex. That's awesome. Mm. And I mm. don't think that that's necessarily, at least in my little world, it's not normal, mm. uh, quote unquote, Mm. have kinky BDSM style sex in your 20s Mm. um would you be willing to share a little bit more about what led you to that and what you've learned absolutely um well at the time I did not know that's what it was I had no idea because I grew up in South Texas which is a part of the Bible Belt and my family is very Christian and so you can imagine that I was not, I wasn't even taught about periods really, just what they taught me in school. So fast forward to working in the cor- corporate world, I, because of my maturity level, because similar path to you, I decided to take ownership of my mental health and see appropriate therapists, study, study psychology, led me on a spiritual path, all the things. And I dated older men um, just because I felt more of a connection with older men. There was no BS. And I love that. And I also loved the masculine, the healthy masculine energy and some of these men that I would draw into my life. And I just craved that kind of energy and attention. And there is one story that I share with some of my friends that I love. One of the guys that I had this experience with, and we knew that we would never get married or be together. It was purely just what it was. I did not know at the time that he was the dom and I was submissive. But now that I look back, I'm like, oh, that's what that was. Mm -hmm. And I remember showing up to his house and there being a blindfold hanging on the door handle and, you know, a sign saying, put this on, leave your shoes at the door. That is so hot. I love that. Oh my my gosh. (laughs) And I was like, I I like inside, I was like, yes. And so, yeah, I walked in, put on the blindfold, didn't have shoes on, shut the door. And I could, I couldn't see anything, but I could smell candles and I could just feel that energy of, oh yeah. And all I could feel was, um, because I had on a, a business skirt at the time was a like a feather going up my leg and those are the kind of experiences that I got to have in my early 20s with these older men and I not you know now reflecting back I loved that situation because I didn't have to think about anything I purely surrendered and put it all in somebody else's hands that I knew was going to fully take care of me as a person and was doing everything to please me and pleasure me. And, um, I have so many stories like, (laughs) like that, 
with that particular person. And um, so then I wanted more of that. And once you set the bar like that, you can't, you don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. So you can't go back. Um, but um, yeah, that, that was my, oh, there's my cat. That was my experience. Yeah. With that in my 20s. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I similarly enjoy being a submissive and not having to think or make decisions because of being so independent throughout my life and making a lot of decisions for myself and owning businesses and so on and so forth. I enjoy the time and space to not have to make decisions and to know that pleasure is coming. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was something that you didn't know then that you know now about BDSM and kink or dom and sub, however you receive this question? What is something you know now that you didn't know then that maybe would have helped you then? Hmm. Maybe to let go even further because at the time there was still a small portion of me that wondered, how do I look? How do I sound? You know, does my face look okay with how I'm responding to what he's doing to me and do, am I making all the right sounds? So there was still those insecurities happening, even though he was doing everything that he could to make sure that I was experiencing pleasure. So I still wasn't fully letting go because on, you know, my just insecurities of what I thought it was supposed to look like. Whereas now I understand that whatever sound you make is the right sound and whatever look you have is the right look. Um, There is no right or wrong of any of that. I feel like I could have experienced even more pleasure if I would have just fully 100% surrendered to him. Mm. That is really beautiful. I love that. And it's so common as a woman and I'm sure as a man too, I'm not in the mind of a man, but insecurities show up in day-to-day life and especially in the bedroom, because as we spoke of earlier, it's all connected and it's not about, you know, whether you have makeup on or not, it's deeper, it's a deep Mm. thing. And So what has helped you move past those insecurities um, and what has helped you receive pleasure in a deeper way? Definitely my ongoing spiritual journey of all bodies are different yet beautiful in their own way. And definitely having a daughter, uh, my first daughter, Britton, I did not realize how much healing I was going to experience having a girl. And I know that's why she came to me. I believe that children choose us. And she has healed me in ways that I can't even explain. 
And the thought of her ever thinking that there's anything wrong with her. Um, now, I, now I understand why the universe, God, source, whatever you want to think, would believe that we are perfect just as we are. And I feel the same about my daughter and um, how I also healed that was mirror work, looking in the mirror and going there and over and over piece by piece of my body from my face all the way down to my toes and even things that you can't fully directly see in the mirror and I have to stand over a mirror and looking at my pussy and being like, damn, you're fucking beautiful and amazing. And you have brought life into this world. And it's still an ongoing journey. There's still little things that surface, but being in the state of awareness that there is always room for healing and growth. And I thank the universe when those things appear, because I know that's another piece of me that I'm going to heal, not only for me, but for my daughters and, you know, generations beyond me. And I'm grateful that I'm able to heal that for generations to come. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. From what I've learned uh, spiritually, a woman is um, a marker for seven generations past and seven generations coming. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that many. Wow. <laughs> yep. That's incredible. Yeah. Like the energy, the DNA, the trauma, mm. the emotions, what's embedded in our bodies. Um, you know, your perceived emotional traumas and pains and insecurities partially can come from seven generations past. Um, mm. And so understanding our ancestors and, you know, our parents, our grandparents, what they struggled with can help on our journeys. I've also found that that at times can induce some spiritual bypassing because it's like, oh, well, this isn't my shit. This is their shit. And I don't got to deal with it. And it's like, eh, yeah, but you kind of do because it's kind of <laughs> your shit now too. <laughs> you know, So it's cool to know, but also I just share that so that someone doesn't hear this and think like, oh, good. That's like, that is totally my mm. mom. It has nothing to do with me, but um mm it's yours now. And, you know, being someone who also has embraced, embodied and taken responsibility for their well-being, then I know that you understand that as well. Mm. Mm. Yes. And I have tried to be that person where I bypassed it <laughs> and was like, oh, well, if it's not mine, then I'm just going to let that go and let it sit over there in the corner. Um, until it kept rearing its head and it was like, uh, okay, time to sit with this and work through it and peel back every layer. And in doing that, I have really grown such a deeper relationship with my mother uh, and my grandmother. And I've, if, if I get one point across today, it would be to 
take the time to get to know your parents on a deeper level and you will have so much more empathy and understanding and grace for the choices that they made because at the end of the day they're imperfect humans too and they were just doing the best that they could with what information that they had and I feel like we are so um gifted and blessed in a way to have all these tools to be able to heal so much trauma. Whereas I, I don't know that our, at least my personal experience, my generation of, you know, my parents had all those kind of tools available to them to be able to even heal or, or have the space. It was, it was there, but you really, really had to look hard for it. And my mom just didn't have the time, space and capacity as a single mother of two kids. So um, yeah, I don't know why I felt compelled, compelled to share that, but. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's um, an interesting thing as we approach Mother's Day. And mm. again, we don't know much about each other, but those who follow and listen to my podcast know Um, my relationship with my mother is fractured and I recently have let it go, um, Mm. completely. And so, you know, hearing you say that and stuff, I, one of the, the things that I've cured myself from, or I guess we're never really cured. I don't know why I chose that word, but (laughs) one of the things that I am aware of on my path is victim stories. And so, you know, I experienced a lot of traumas. And so there's this part of me that wants to be like, well, I can get to know my mom and I have all these things that I can shout off. And then at the same time, um, it's also true. You know, Mm. there's, there's Mm. things there that prevent me from from getting to know her there's mental disorders and she's not um all the way present and so it's challenging and painful and i don't harbor resentment or pain um from you know from the mental illnesses or any experiences that i had in her care like i've practiced forgiveness and stuff but the pain that I have is just the, the void of not being able to, to touch her and to reach her, if that makes Mm. sense. Mm. So, Mm. um, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, maybe you just said that so that I could hear it or, you know, Mm. this could come full circle out because, um, yeah, it is, it's challenging. It was challenging for me to, to hear that, And I also, um, you can get to know your parents and also just understanding their past, you know, it doesn't have to be directly through them. It can be through family members, um, but just opening your heart to understanding where they've been and practicing forgiveness for that and for where they are now um, has been a really helpful thing for me. Mm. Mm. I feel that. And 
to add to that when I say those when I say those things, I also understand that there are some parents out there that you're just not able to have that relationship that you desire because of where they're at still in their journey. And I honor that and I recognize that. And I think what you're doing is beautiful because for a lot of clients that I've worked with personally, they struggle with the forgiveness part. And what I have to revisit is forgiveness doesn't mean that you're allowing them in. Forgiveness means that you are setting yourself free mm-hmm. and you can't just say, oh, I forgive them. No, you have to really feel that shit. Mm-hmm. You have to really go there and you have to really get to know them and really truly understand why they did the things they did. What were their parents like? What, what kind of shit have they been carrying around for too long? Unconsciously, not knowing that they were and I really truly believe that these kind of clients come to me because of my own journey with my mother, our relationship being just fucking rocky my whole life until I had a daughter. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, also all the healing that I've had since having a daughter, because I, there would be times where I could, when I would do something or say something, it was, I recognize that that was an old pattern that I picked up from my mother. And I was like, whoa, that's not who I am. And that's Mm -hmm. not how I'm going to parent. Not, you know, dogging my mom or anything. She's an amazing woman. And she did an amazing job for considering her life circumstances. But I have the choice to change and break that pattern too. And so in that is how I have healed so much and have so much more empathy and understanding because I understand the mental and physical exhaustion of what it is to raise a human being. And um, I just, I really feel, and, and this is also where sex comes into it too, like the pleasure and getting in your body and really being in tune with your your womb, I call it your womb wisdom, because if you take the time to tap into that before you respond to your child, before you respond to your partner or anybody in life, if you get in your body, you're responding from your body instead of your headspace. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that's where shit goes haywire is when you're all up here and that's where you respond from. And it's very easy to do when you are exhausted. And Mm -hmm. so by really having an embodiment and self-pleasure practice every day, and if there's any moms listening, I know it's fucking hard to have five minutes for yourself. But for me, that means getting up early or staying up late. I try to do it in the morning. And even if it's just five minutes, I try to do 15 minutes, but I have a minimum of five minutes it will change so much in your life, the dynamic in your life, how you parent, how you are to yourself, what you say to yourself, how you treat yourself. And you know, if you have a partner, how you're gonna treat them, how you're gonna be at work or in your business, just getting in your body for five minutes, you can 
do it. You can mm-hmm. make the time for yourself because you are worthy of that mm-hmm. five minutes yeah. for sure. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And I think it's all, it's all connected, you know, even, um, people who don't have kids, even getting them sometimes Mm. to take five minutes of pleasure is, you know, I think that when children come into the mix or we can get busier as humans, it's Mm. in those times of stress and exhaustion and overwhelm where we're like, fuck, I need just five fucking, like you realize it. Mm. Really, it's such a beautiful thing to have anytime for anyone even if you're not feeling overwhelmed or whatever your stresses are because we all have stressors and Mm. traumas and things that we're experiencing um I definitely honor everything that you're saying and really appreciate it a lot I know that even myself at times I'm having to get myself back into a habit that I've broken of self-pleasure and taking time for myself or even just going and sitting outside in the sun for five minutes Mm. and Mm. not working, you know, so Mm -hmm. get that. And I also understand the, um, you know, breaking the cycle, the pattern of your words that you have been imprinted from your mom. And, you know, that deprogramming also translates to sex and to the bedroom and not just our words and how we may or may not parent, but how someone can show up in the bedroom is also indicative of what has been imprinted upon us um, Mm. upbringing through our parents, through societal conditioning. You know, you spoke of how there's societal conditioning as a mom and it's like, it's all connected also to your sex life and to your day-to-day life. And so um, I know that you grew up in the Bible belts and I was wondering if you could speak on how you got to where you are now with talking openly about sex and saying fuck on a podcast and, (laughs) you know, how did you deprogram the quote unquote Bible belts programming? What helped you with that? In a nutshell, I would say the biggest step was moving away from it, removing myself from everything that I knew. Uh, When I was 24, I had an amazing corporate job, great money, on track to get promoted again, had a house, had a nice vehicle, had all the nice things. And just one day, it just, you know, those spiritual kind of awakening moments, I was like, this is not what I want to fucking do. I'm really good at it. I'm really good at it. And I know that I'll just keep moving up, but this does not excite me at all. Mm -hmm. And I need to figure out what it is that I want to do, not what everybody else wants me to do. Because at that point in my life, I had ticked all the boxes of what everyone else had told me to do. And I sold everything 
except for two boxes, stored those two boxes at my, my mom's house, and I moved to New Zealand. I didn't know a soul. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Everyone told me I was crazy. I was stupid. I was selfish. How could I give up everything that I worked for? Yeah, I got called all kinds of names. I, I didn't really have a lot of support. But I tuned, I, for once in my life, I said, I'm going to do what I want to do. So fuck all you motherfuckers if you don't want to support me. Mm-hmm. And now reflecting on that, I realize it's because I was a mirror to them of what they weren't, where they weren't showing up for themselves in their life. Mm-hmm. And by moving to halfway across the world on an island where there's not a lot of people, but amazing people here. And one thing that I do admire about Kiwis is they give you your space. And even if they don't agree with it, they're just like, you do you, I'm gonna do me. And, you know, also in the fact that just removing myself from everything that I knew and being around the same kind of people my whole life, telling me the same kind of thing, going to the same kind of bars, the same parties, the same situations and hearing about the same fucking drama that I just didn't want to hear about anymore Mm -hmm. and with family with friends and I just wanted that space to figure out who I even was because I didn't even know who I was Mm -hmm. who am I Mm -hmm. what do I like I don't even know what the fuck I like I'm just doing what everybody else told me I should like Mm -hmm. and that has it, it, you know, just over time, I just slowly started to unravel and unpack of what wasn't mine, what is mine. And it's still an ongoing journey. It still comes up where I'm like, do, do I really like that? Do I really want to do that? And I pursue it. And then also all in the same breath, um, when I want to do something, and I have a fear around it. I'm like, where does that fear come from? And mm. 99.9% of the time that fear comes from if I'm, if, if somebody finds out back home that I'm doing X, Y, Z, what are they going to say? Mm. How are they going to treat me? Mm-hmm. And I have to go back to that conversation with myself. And for me, the most recent thing is announcing that I'm stepping into being an intimacy and embodiment coach that's going to talk about sex because it's just not something that is talked about where I'm from. Mm -hmm. It's so taboo. And if you wear certain things, then you're automatically deemed a hoe or a slut or a sinner, or you're going to go to hell or whatever their beliefs are. Mm -hmm. And so I just have to continually revisit why I'm doing this. And Mm -hmm. it's more of the reason why I want to do this because I want to be able to hold that space for other women out there like me that are so afraid to embrace their sexuality, either from family and friends or society or whatever, based on either where they're from or because they are a mother. Mm -hmm. Because I know so many moms who just yeah, they just, they, they either don't have sex at all. They have never had an orgasm or, and, or they tell me that they just, they don't even know what feeling sexy means. Mm -hmm. Um, They're just so 
detached from themselves and they don't know where to begin. Yeah. And um, that is my passion right now mm-hmm. is oh. to get women back to, to them. Back and to the womb, go to the womb. Back to the womb, back to the womb. Because <laughs> that piece of us is fucking powerful. So powerful, I agree. And, and I don't, that's why I also took away empowerment coach because I actually don't empower women. I actually help you find the power that you've always had within you. Mm-hmm. I don't give it to you. You find mm-hmm. it and you pull it out and you embrace it. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you for that. I really felt everything that you were sharing. And I even have my own reflections popping up. Like, it's amazing how similar our journeys or processes have been, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that. And, you know, for me, like my fear in embracing sexuality in a deeper way stems from the traumas that I have experienced um, sexually and emotionally, emotional abuse and being told, you know, you're this, this, and this. And so in my mind, I'm like, if I do this, then I'm going to get scolded or, you know, something bad is going to happen to me. Those are the stories Mm. that come up. And then I get to, like you, go back to having an internal conversation with myself and reminding myself that I'm safe and that I'm held and I get to hold myself. And I imagine, you know, just holding myself in my own womb, essentially. And, um, you know, the space that you took, (laughs) the very vast amount of space that you (laughs) took to break away um for those who are listening now that's a that's a bold move girl you have some balls you know for a lack (laughs) of better term I'm like that's awesome I'm celebrating you in that so beautiful and empowering it's empowering to people who um need to hear that and Mm. see that and see that it can happen and that it works and Mm. I know for me gosh, I resonated with almost every word you said, even like being in the same old bar and hearing the same old shit. I'm like, oh, get me out of here. Mm. I took a trip to Hawaii for my first self-development retreat when I turned 30. And even just removing myself, even for a week or a weekend, it can be so powerful to just remove yourself for a moment and give yourself the time and space to decompress and to understand who the fuck you are outside of all of that. And even those five minutes that we spoke of, it's like really drop in, like drop into the body and figure out who the fuck you are. And with sex too, it's, you know, how do you know what you like or what you don't like or what you want or how you want to be touched? Well, you spend time with yourself and you figure those things out. Mm -hmm. um, Mm. Yeah. Do you have anything to share about that last piece that I said? 
Yeah. Owning your with, desires, sexual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for me, going back to the Bible Belt thing, my husband and I actually, when we got engaged, decided to be celibate for the rest of our engagement. And we did that for the, the Christian beliefs. And then also we wanted to really know each other on a deeper level outside of sex. And of course, that's what we thought was the right thing. And now reflecting on that, um, it actually should have been the opposite <laughs> to really get to know and have those conversations around what sex could look like for us as a couple moving forward and what we like and what we don't like. And, and instead we just completely avoided it. And in also in that, I was taught that giving myself pleasure that is that does not involve my husband is actually taking away from him. And that's wrong for anybody listening. Um, the more that I've taken time for me and self-pleasuring me, and I'm not talking about just masturbation. I'm talking about touching myself, enjoying my food, laying in my garden, like you talked about in the sun and just the feeling of the sun on my skin, going for walks on the beach, like just really tapping into what all in all ways of life that bring me pleasure and how I can incorporate it more has actually made my sex life with myself and my partner so much deeper and better and my orgasms are better and I have more of them and I have experienced what I didn't know existed more conscious spiritual orgasms that have brought me to tears sometimes mm -hmm. from the healing that mm -hmm. it brings and so what started out as giving myself space to be okay with touching myself because I was really, I had so much anxiety around being alone by myself and touching myself or even masturbating. Like it took me a long time just to get to that point, to be okay with that, that I wasn't taking away from him, that I was actually giving to myself, which meant honoring myself and filling my cup up to, to spill over into him. Mm -hmm. um, it turned into, you know, orgasmic spiritual healing, you know, just by taking that first little baby step of, again, going back to me and my womb space and the power in my pussy. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. And the pussy is powerful. <laughs> it gives life. It holds space. It's there's so much wisdom there. And um, yeah, I really appreciate you sharing your journey and sharing just these personal details about your life and where you've been and how you got to where you are now. And I am wondering, you know, where did you get your courage to fly across the country and to 
really break through the paradigms that were put in place in your life where where did this courage come from where might one who hears your story and thinks that's me or I wish I had the courage to do that um, where does one go to find that it's within you and I've I used to credit my uncle who's transitioned over to the other side and my mom's best friend. But when I really thought about it, they may have influenced me or planted the seed, but to actually take action, it, it was just this internal knowing that that's what I needed. And there was also all of these signs that the universe was giving me as it does and I, instead of blocking them out, I just decided to slow down and pay attention to the signs. And it was just so easy. All of the steps that it took to do it were just, they just flowed to me. It just, it, it was crazy how easy it happened and how just light it felt. And reflecting on that, you know, as my spiritual journey has gone, I, I recognize that that is how every step in life should be. Not saying that there isn't work sometimes to do, but for the most part, when it is meant for you and what you're aligned with, it just, it flows and it, it doesn't feel like you're paddling upstream at all. It just, it just flows. And so I constantly, anytime I need courage, I just check back in with myself and go inward into my body. And it is one of those things that actually I learned from a past coach that if it is not a full body, yes, then it's a fuck no. Mm -hmm. It's not, if, if it feels like, oh, well, if there's like 75% of you that's yes, but there's this like 25% of you that's like unsure then it's a no. Mm -hmm. Because all that is, that step that you're about to do, that 75% yes is just is just kind of a, a detour of where you're actually meant to be going. Like it's not gonna be bad that you take that step. You'll still have, you know, a lesson within that, but it's just preventing you from being on the right journey and being in your aligned mm -hmm. journey and, and getting there faster, basically, it's just going to be a detour. So I always check in with myself. Is it a full body? Yes. And I still make some of those decisions where I'm like, Oh, but I really want to do this because I'm up in my head. And then halfway through doing it, I'm like, why'd I do that? Mm -hmm. My body yeah. was telling me no, but I chose to be up in my head and halfway through, I, I recognize it. And I'm like, so it still happens to me. Yeah. And I think that's just a part of being human. Yeah, and definitely. Learning to say no to things just generally can be challenging for people, mm. um, even for myself. And so I've heard that too from previous coaches. I think it's a common thing. Just, yeah, if it's not a whole body, yes, then it's a no because we get to experience full body pleasure and mm. full, full body pleasures are yeses yes yes <laughs> yes so uh yeah I concur and you know 
for those who are desiring to start somewhere, you can just start by learning to take a breath and feel and be honest with yourself. Like if someone asks you, hey, do you want to do this or do you want to get on a phone call? Even simple things. It doesn't have to be big life decisions, but just checking in with the body and deciding is it a yes or a no just start to tune into that cord of energy within yourself um and that's a good way to just start to calibrate and understand what it feels like to be a yes and a no in your body um because i know this work can be i'll speak for myself the work can be overwhelming and like you know it sounds good but where the hell do you start, you know? Mm, so mm. Um, there's so much to digest um, in day-to-day life and in self-development. And so, yeah, just picking something small and starting somewhere, even if that's where you are, is perfect. And if you're hearing this and you're like, that inner voice is telling you to do something really big, you know, I encourage you to listen to that too. So it's going to be different for everybody because everybody is different. Mm. Yes. And sometimes, you know, I, I feel like people too think that it's this big grand thing of decisions. Like, you know, for example, me choosing to move halfway across the world. Sometimes it can just be like you were saying, like the tiniest little things of do, do I want to go to the supermarket right now because mm-hmm. I need X, Y, Z, or can it really wait till the morning when I feel like dealing with the supermarket? Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't what have... feels yes. What feels more yes. like yes. Yeah. Yes. And just by checking in with yourself constantly, you know, even with food, um, you know, do I want to, do I want to eat right now? Or am I eating because someone told me that I have to eat it in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, because breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Well, are you hungry? Mm-hmm. Is your body hungry? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it doesn't have to be um, this big show. And I think that's why some people maybe get, or I'll speak from personal experience too, where I would get caught up, be like, oh, I don't want to kind of go down that road in that part of the self journey because that looks really scary and it doesn't have to be it can be so simple it doesn't have to be a big grand show Mm. by any means yeah definitely it's so so true Mm, I love that it just is very resonant for where I am and what I am experiencing right now too and another thing that popped up that I wanted to share about is, um, you know, the synchronicities and how things just were flowing towards you. And I imagine that someone listening could hear that and like roll their eyes or think like, yeah, right. That shit's never going to happen to me, blah, blah, blah. Um, And, or maybe someone hears it and they believe it, but they're like, ah, I don't know how to get that. Like I want that. And so for those who are listening and hearing that, I just wanted to speak to you and to say, you can ask for signs. You don't have to sit around waiting 
for a grandiose gesture to happen before you like a huge sign with an arrow that's blinking and says this way (laughs) (laughs) you can ask spirit you can ask your body you can just ask so i'm wondering if you had any more insights to add to that bit yes that's such a good point oh my gosh that's such a good point um I still to this day will ask for signs and that what you just talked about resonates so much and what's going on in my life for the direction that I'm headed because I feel like I'm just always constantly evolving and experience like experiencing almost like an identity crisis like because our society wants us to put label on labels on things and and what are you and what are you doing? What do you offer? And you're, you're, you're supposed to do it this way and you should do it this way and da, da, da. And I've realized when I just, I just got back from holiday and had time away from it all, I don't have to do what everybody else is fucking doing. I can do it how I want to do it and what feels good to me. And I just, I asked the universe, like, can you just show me that I'm in the right, going in the right direction. Can you just confirm to me, like show me something, even though I already know internally in me that I'm on the right direction. Sometimes we just still want that affirmation, that affirmation for whatever reason, that must be the humanness in me. (laughs) And I got it like one after the other. And it was like, okay, I hear you loud and clear. And then I had to go to the place of now what's holding me back from doing it. Mm-hmm. And That's a big it, one. it goes back to fear, fear of being shamed and judged and by people that I don't even fucking talk to anymore. And it's like, why do we do that? Why do I do that? Yeah, girl. I mean, I do it too. My family hasn't spoken to me in going on five years. And I still to this day am making decisions thinking, what is my family going to think? Is this going to be the nail in the coffin that I've invented (laughs) in my mind that I like, I don't even know why I care anymore, you know, but um, it is the humanness. It is Mm -hmm. what is ingrained in our brains and we get to deprogram and just figure out what works for us away from all of that. And that can be challenging and hard. And um, yeah, I just think it's a really beautiful process and we get to experience acceptance and love and our highest joy and really embody that. And so I see you doing that. I'm so honored that I got to share this time and space with you and get to know you and get to know your journey. It's so cool. I've loved watching everybody um, in the sex coach prep school. And Mm. I am just so excited to, to continue to get to know you and watch you and learn from you. And, um, for anyone who is interested in learning more from you, where should they go? How do they contact you? 
Um, well, I do have an Instagram and a Facebook page, uh, Level Up with Rachel. And on either of those, my website is on there and my email, or you can just send me a DM. I am not a big flash person when it comes to the techie stuff. I keep it pretty simple. <laughs> Something awesome. that I've had to let go of. I thought that I've needed all this flash stuff because that's what all these other coaches have. And it's just, it's just not me. It's not my style. I keep it simple. I honor you in that. And life is complicated enough already. Simplicity mm -hmm. is a beautiful thing. So um, I will have those links in the show notes for those who are interested and want to connect and watch Rachel with me. Um, that would be awesome. And do you have any final womb wisdom words for our listeners before we sign off? Hmm. don't be afraid to open that door to your womb space it is been a part of you since the creation of you mm. That's beautiful. I had to close my eyes and really soak it in. <laughs> For those who are listening, maybe rewind, take a breath, close your eyes and really receive and tap into that space. And if this show has touched you in your womb space, I invite you to share it with your friends, your family, and to do a little Instagram story sharing um, your experience of the show. You can even record, screen record as it's playing and share a special piece that you liked. I would love that. You can tag me at Spiritual Sex Coach. And until we meet again, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. It is an honor to share with each and every one of you authentically. Tune in and visit the website authenticallymeradio.com. You are exactly where you are supposed to be, doing exactly what you are supposed to be doing, and you are loved.